Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today our guest is Brent Chapulis. Brad is the Baxter City Administrator. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Tess. It's great to be here. Excellent. Let's talk about what's going on in the city of Baxter. Is the road construction season <laughs> over yet? Well, as you can tell with the temperature this morning, is getting closer and closer <laughs> to the end of road construction season. Uh, you know, and we're going to roll right into winter, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, with that being said, is, is we are coming to a close with our road construction season. Uh, our three big projects are at various stages of completion. Cypress Drive, which is just to the east of us here, uh, is our, e- our north-south uh, collector Road on the east side of 371. We extended that down to 48 this year uh, with the roundabout at 48. We had the the roundabout and Highway 48 open as of Labor Day uh, in advance of the school uh, season commencement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, opened the, the Cypress Drive about a week, week and a half later. So that is complete and That's open right. for for um, vehicle traffic and has been utilized just sitting there watching it it's it, it's it's doing what it's intended to do I so. it's I another s- south uh, north south yeah. corridor isn't it basically correct. what you were looking to do yeah correct you know cypress drive is intended to be that north south corridor on the east side for access uh to local businesses along 371 for residents of Baxter Brainerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. So it's, it's doing its job. Uh, obviously, we're not all the way to the completion of Cypress Drive. We still got to connect it to Wida Road and ultimately up to, to Wise Road. Uh, but right now, it's servicing the southern uh, residents of both Baxter and Brainerd. So that's, Good. that's great. Knollwood, another road uh, south of the railroad tracks down to uh, Forest View Element, or Middle School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that w- just opened up last week, so we've oh, got some oh. final details like striping and things like that that need to be done, but it is open to the public. And then the last big project, which is Clearwater Cedar Scenic, uh, west of, of th- 371. Uh, we're in the final stages of, of laying asphalt uh, on Clearwater. Hopefully in the next few weeks that will be open. We've still got to do the two uh, lifts uh, on on Cedar Scenic. Uh, but tentatively in talking with our construction team, the tentative completion date is October 27th. However, weather pending, that's always the asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping, hoping Mother Nature... Uh, cooperates and we can get that completed before uh, we really reach a freeze uh, in the ground. So yeah. Okay. But with with that, uh, we are starting commencing with our 24 projects. I, I was <laughs> just going to ask if you Don't have some, some big ones planned for next year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, most of the projects that are being proposed are on in residential roads, so it shouldn't have impact for most of, of your listeners. Um, but we do have some localized projects. Areas in which um, people will see uh, most likely will be the frontage roads, uh, Edgewood and Delwood, north of Wider Road, that will be getting um, a facelift, uh, mm-hmm. per se. And then um, Forthen and Elmwood in front of, or just south of Costco, north of, of Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, those frontage roads are, are 20, 25 years old and need to be redone. So we'll be doing those two areas, uh, but that is primarily what the general public will be having to deal with uh, in 2024. Okay. The other road project um, that is much more down the line, mm-hmm. um, 
it was announced uh, not too long ago that there was $58 million that was secured uh, through MnDOT's Corridors of Commerce program uh, to address the intersection of 210-371. This would be a MnDOT-driven project, mm-hmm. uh, and they're working to put together a team, and I would anticipate uh, legwork being done in 24, 25, 26 with that project more than likely being a 27, 28 start. Uh, but we're excited for uh the project getting funded uh, yes. just so that we can make sure that the transportation corridors are are preserved to make sure the economic strength of our community isn't hampered because of challenges that are currently exist with that intersection. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was it you who said earlier that that is uh, one of the busiest interste- intersections in the state, complicated by a set of railroad tracks through it? <laughs> Absolutely. There is a feasibility study that is available for the general public if they go on the county highway department's website under road projects or road studies. Uh, there is a complete study um, that's there that will outline those things. But one of the, the highlights was it's, it's the second busiest intersection in the, the northern part of the state. Wow. And 14th highest crash site intersection mm. in the state. So We don't like that. Yeah. No. And, but there's more details and facts regarding that mm-hmm. that are available um, on the county's website. Okay. I was cruising through a part of Baxter the other day, saw a lot of uh, equipment uh, working where the old golf, golf course used to be. Uh, and I know you are doing some uh, work there to help Whiskey Creek become a little cleaner when it feeds into the Mississippi. Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, it, it, this is exactly what we're doing. Um, it's kind of a two-prong or two-benefit, uh, two benefits to doing the stormwater project that we're doing. Uh, I'm glad you brought the project up because that is is getting the most attention via Twitter and Facebook. What's pe- really pe- going on? Yeah. yeah, what's being built there? Well. Yeah. The reality is, is is that it's a stormwater project. It's a regional stormwater project. Uh, a large portion of 371 from Wider Road south to 210 and a portion of 210 east of 371 all drains to that southwest corner of the golf course. That is the the, the starting point of Whiskey Creek as, as we know it locally. Um, at that point, it meanders its way through the Arboretum behind the, the Essentia Sports Center and discharges into the Mississippi River. Oh, yes. Um, those that travel 371 or the frontage roads during a heavy storm event knows that there's flooding and things that, mm-hmm. that, of that nature. So this project is intended to reduce and minimize the, the localized flooding, uh, but then also to treat the storm water that is collected in our current system that's being also discharged off of the commercial properties along 371. Um, upon the completion of the project, we'll have an eight-acre pond that is two-tiered. Um, mm. The top tier will remove total suspended solids, so cigarette butts, you know, crushed cans, things yeah. that are get tossed out on the wayside. Uh, with the completion of the project, we estimate that we'll be removing 60,000 pounds of total suspended solids Mm-mm. on an annual basis. No. Wow. No. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, and then People. about 39% of the phosphorus that gets discharged at the mouth of the Mississippi. So we've got two-prong approach. We're going to remove mm-hmm. phosphorus and total suspended solids, thus making the water entering into the Mississippi River much cleaner. And this is yeah. about a 
10-year project in the making. Uh, there was a study done in 2014 with many state agencies, including MnDOT-DNR, uh, the Crowing County Soil and Water Conservation District, Mississippi Headwaters Board, um, and several other entities um, that completed the study on how to improve the discharge. And this was the second most impactful project that the Mississippi Headwaters Board had identified that could be done to clean the water in the Mississippi in their first 400 miles in which they're responsible of, of the river that they're responsible for. Wow. So yeah, we're excited. Um, as with every project, there's ebbs and flows, uh, mm -hmm. times that we didn't think the project would go forward, <laughs> but uh, things came together. Um, here uh, earlier this summer, we were able to close on the property, purchase that from Good Sam, and shout out to them. Um, and being a community partner in this, uh, they could have easily backed out along the way as we've hit bump, road bumps uh, mm -hmm. and hurdles along the way, but they stayed steady. So it's really exciting. Uh, we anticipate that all the earthwork will be done before freeze, and then we'll do um, plantings and things of that nature in, in the in, spring. In the spring. Very good. Okay. Well, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And it probably, uh, hopefully, will help uh, end all the Twitter comments about uh, What's what? going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's still about 50 acres remaining that yeah. good salmon, so I'm yeah. sure there will be more speculation. But at least the dirt work being done now, everybody knows that, that what that's being done for. It's a good cleanup. Yep. Very good. Good. Well, speaking of development then, do you have some <laughs> projects we should talk about? Yeah. Just wanted to highlight two projects that um, Josh Doty, our community development director, had uh, sent me in advance of today's meeting, just uh, identifying that there's two projects that are going to be in the in on the agendas for the Planning Commission and, and City Council here in the next two weeks. Uh, both are commercial developments. Um, First one is in the Echo Market development. That's just uh, part of that Boulder Tap House, uh, the very south end. Edgewood Dental is in there. The very, um, what I'll define as most eastern, the portion that of that building that is fronting on the 371. National Bank of Commerce is looking to take that space there in front of the Planning Commission and City Council to get drive up, uh, oh. drive up windows sure. um, on that very eastern side of the building. And then the second project is Open Arms Community Resource Center. Uh, it's being ran by um, Lighthouse Beginnings. Mm. Uh, this is being proposed in the industrial park. Uh, this would be a center that provides supportive and safe environment for those individuals that are pursuing to put their life back together. So mm -hmm. think of an adult um, day care center, uh, advancement center, where they're building up skills to uh, for individuals who put sure. their lives back together. So awesome. excited about that as That's well. That's great. Mm, very good. And of course, this time of the year, Brad, uh, the city council in Baxter working uh, f on that budget for next year and bring us up to speed of where we are in that process that takes several months. <laughs> yeah. Good it, times, right? Yeah, it starts at the end of Jan or, uh, July. So it's, it's a six month process. But as Ken and Tess, as you know, uh, there's two parts of the process. There's the preliminary levy, which by statute we have to adopt before the end of September. This is the number that is put on the truth and taxation statements that people will receive in November, kind of outline what the projected taxes uh, will be for 2024. And then the city then has to adopt a final levy uh, at the end of December. What the city, a, a local unit of government, a city, county, township uh, has to do between those, those moments um, 
those two approvals, they have to look at, at fine-tuning it. Mm-hmm. So when we set the preliminary levy, it's the ceiling. Uh, that This year is 7.1% over our levy rate of our, our budget in 2023. Um, within that regard, about four of that 7% uh, is geared towards fixed cost contracts, yeah. labor contracts, yep. healthcare insurance, other multi-year contracts that we have. Okay. The increase thereof is is the continuing cost of of maintenance of our equipment and facilities, as well as the cost of doing business materials and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. the goal, our objective is was to be you know close to um, inflationary factor as we can. That's at about five six percent. There are two items within the budget that are in the budget that are for the purpose of meeting goals or objectives that the council set, which is making sure that our police force is strong. So there is another FTE uh, for our patrol as a patrol officer. And then the second one is as we continue to grow, so does uh, the nuisance complaints and and code compliance complaints. And so there is a, a position um, set aside to help that okay. uh, with that goal or objective of the council. Uh, those are always uh, being reviewed and determined uh, as to is it the right time to pull the trigger, uh, but they're in that in the budget at this point in time. Okay. And again, between now and December, that number that you mentioned can come down. It cannot go up. As you said, it's the ceiling. Correct. So, okay. Correct. So we'll continue to, to review the, the, the line item budget mm-hmm. and see where we can tweak numbers and things of that nature to, to reduce that. But in that same context, I do want to make note that our uh, tax capacity did grow 11.5% from 16.1 million to 17.9 million. So oh, wow. based on the development that mm-hmm. we've seen, the, some appreciation and valuation, yep. um, we know that, that some of that growth will ta- absorb some of that additional expenditure. So when we say 7.1, it may not be 7.1 directly on your taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. More than likely it will be less than that because we have those variables that play into that. We won't know that um, information in more detail till late November, early December. Ah, cool. Okay. So with uh, that, with that, um, I want to encourage people who are interested in in learning more about the budgetary process uh, as those uh, truth and taxation statements come out in November. uh, We will be inviting the public to attend uh, an informational meeting to review and comment on the proposed uh, budget and and levy. Uh, That meeting is scheduled for Monday, December 6th at 6 p.m. at Baxter City Hall. Okay. All right. Very good. And in the meantime, uh, I suppose the plows are getting put on the trucks and other fun stuff in the city. Very much so. (laughs) Uh, We've been flushing hydrants and doing all that stuff, being prepared for when the hard freeze arrives. Yeah, Yeah. just another uh, sign that the seasons are changing. Here we go again. Very much so. All right. Well, Brad, always good to have you here to talk about these things happening in Baxter. We truly appreciate it. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you again next month. 
appreciate the opportunity and look forward to seeing you again in the near future. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Brad Chapulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're right on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. Or you can listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.